you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friend Zone. Understand. This is a conversation that's going to probably be happening yeah. quite a, for a while, so we'll keep you posted. Um, I don't get to talk. Just wondering if I can say something. Well, I okay. just well, here's the deal. <laughs> well, I just want to say clear. I let everybody know because you you now you you put it out there like that. I let y'all talk, and I said nothing. We have to go to break. If there's more to say, if you want to say more, then we'll come back no, and I, say more. Fine. Okay, we'll be right back. Yeah, it was trying to boat whooped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was lengthy. It was a lengthy listen. But you know what? We needed it. Now, usually we pull, we unearth a gem here, okay? And we have to dig for it. Here it was quite simple. It was a transitional phrase that pivoted the direction and focus of Whoopi's efforts in the conversation. When she said three words, here's the deal. Now, let me tell you something, right? As you can see, she was in a space on The View where Meghan McCain was being as obtuse as she possibly could and just causing problems and interrupting everything harmonious and seamless in the flow of the show. By doing things such as saying, oh, well, am I going to get to talk and looking off into the, out to the side of the stage at the producers, kind of going trying to go over Whoopi's head. Now, we all know Whoopi Egot Goldberg, okay, <laughs> has been sitting as a head chair and moderator of The View for many, many years now. And Whoopi kind of runs that show. Say what you want about her, but in this case, we got to see Whoopi whoop that ass and get <laughs> Megan McCain, gather her on the national stage on A, B, and C, okay, and let her know, well, hold on. And once Megan started trying to back panel after she was so rude, and once again, what's the word today? Obtuse, okay? When she was so those two things, Whoopi said, okay, well, since you're going to put it all out there like that, here's the deal. And she went on to address it and execute a, a beautiful just wrangling of Megan's vocal cords, <laughs> hair, back of her neck. And she just snatched her ass up vocally, and I loved it. So in life, as we move forward with the week and you get opportunities to explain yourself to someone, because that's what we're going to call it. We ain't going to call it going off no more. It's just, I'm just explaining myself real quick. <laughs> when you get opportunities to explain yourself and you need to transition into that person in that mode, we're going to open those conversations this week using our hashtag, here's the deal. Sometimes you got to let a person know what the deal is. And we all know a deal is an exchange that, that brings an agreement between two parties, right? So that's what we're going to issue out. Deals to motherfuckers. No, this is how we're going to work together to get along or else we can get it on. So the hashtag this week is here's the deal. 
<laughs> and we want to thank Whoopeth Goldberg for that. Whoop, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> that brings us to your favorite segment and nobody else's. <laughs> the QTNA, <laughs> which is the questions that need answers and the questions that niggers is asking. <clears throat> Question one. Is it true that linguistically lazy city girl, young Miami, wow, found out, and that ain't even mean, that's just what they like to call true tea, okay? <laughs> young Miami found out that she was expecting her second child during a recent live performance when after saying her catchphrase during the song Act Up, period, the entire audience got silent and heard the heavens open and God say, it's not coming. Oh my Is that how God. she found out she was pregnant? Okay. <laughs> okay. Congratulations, no Carisha way. girl. Okay. <clears throat> Question two. <laughs> Question two. Is it true that at the recent Atlanta opening of upcoming hotspot Frost Bistro, two people were waiting in line, no. the wing line, might I add, okay. lemon pepper, and they both said to the person who was serving, extra wet at the same time oh, God. and then they turned to face each other and Miss Juicy stared into Jermaine Dupree's face and then they both said oh, whatever and started laughing is it true y'all know Miss Juicy and Jermaine Dupree tell them to take them glasses off if you get them glasses off Jermaine Dupree that's right where the play is play can't you see Miss Juicy okay y'all know they look alike question three is a very quick one here we go which one of y'all said that DJ Mustard looked like culture on his first driver's license picture? With that being said, I want to welcome everybody to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all the, y'all know, if you take that facial hair off DJ Mustard, put him next to culture. So the young DJ Mustard, you look like culture. He when he was clean and wholesome, you know, before life, that's you know, got it, real. The babies are off limits. Well, that's why we're talking about him instead. <laughs> okay, so you know, he the one See. who looked like the baby. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. That part. Love Max culture, she's adorable. No, DJ Muster used to be to too. Welcome to the friend zone. Uh-huh. Thank you. Your weekly looking at hard things, mental health, mental wellness, and then most importantly, mental hygiene, because who in the hell with like a musty brain. I know I don't. Asante, I know how you doing. I was just with okay. you yesterday. Okay. So, okay. Acting a fucking fool. I love you, By fan. the way. How you doing? I saw you guys. Jeez. I'm good. Asante, you have a black business. Uh, Who is it? I would like to shout out Brock from the emails. Brock says, hey gang, I would like to recognize my sister slash cousin, Jayla Rocks Carter. She is the first... Excuse me. She was the first black trans woman to create, own, and operate a cosmetics company. Hey, congratulations. Batme Cosmetics have high-quality lashes, lipsticks, and newly released eyeshadow palettes. Box of donuts. That's what her her box is called. Oh, cute. She's a real boss that inspires me to elevate my own game daily. Along with the great product... Parabens, cruelty, and gluten-free. They also donate a portion of every sale to the LGBT Center in Los Angeles. All right. So if you want to check her out, check out batmecosmetics.com. Uh, there are tons of little cool stuff on here. Like, Can you spell it out? Just yep, sure. it's B-A-T-M-E cosmetics.com. So just go on ahead to the website, take a look, support. There's cute little pictures here. You know, some colors. I really like these colors. You know, this is oh, those are really hair. nice. That's okay. gloss. Um, I think that, you know, I don't really know the makeup. I, I can't really identify the bits and pieces. The colors are really nice. 
Yeah, everything looks really dope right here. So like yeah, like support this black business. And uh, she's giving back a portion of the, every sale is going to the LGBT Center in Los Angeles, Angeles, like I just said. So go on ahead and get into that. And that is my black business of the week. Now we can move on to the recap segment. Amazing. I'm definitely ordering some stuff, yeah, by gonna the way. You're going to go first. I'm going to let you know right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> <you're not laughs> I like how you just slide that in there. Because you was about to take the boat back. So I was like, well, let me just. <laughs> <laughs> so last week's episode titled Cheat Codes and featuring my sis, Miriam Hosnam. Hoss, Hoss, An Hoss. amazing episode, of course. Yes. I'm so happy that people connect to the last two episodes that was that I created the alley-oop with the attachment theory and then yep. has dunked that in with the uh cheat codes episode man, of course oh man. so uh I'm trying to read like what I wrote okay so she shared she's an energy worker and she shared tools on reparenting yourself integrating your shadow and reprogramming the childhood imprints that we discussed in the previous attachment theory episode so just a great combo a great uh, one to hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody was like, I'm triggered. Mm-hmm. But as always, I know Sansa's like, you first. Well, I went to SoundCloud, so I didn't want to steal your comment. Oh, okay. That's why I was like, I wanted you to go first. Okay, okay. So as always, you guys had a lot to say. Digital nicotine, okay, said. <laughs> <laughs> what Dion <did I> say? <laughs> said this episode has unleashed a healing avalanche for me i have the tools so it's all good literally i'm tripping over how listening to a favorite podcast gifted me a map and pointed to the healing path for which i've been searching for years i'm dancing like dustin i'm so happy (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) thank you so much Best gift ever. And then I love it because another SoundCloud commenter underneath said, that's amazing. Blessings to you. I know. I love the love (laughs) and the feelings. So I'm just grateful. I'm grateful at the feedback. I love how much love you guys showed to Haas because she was hitting me up like, oh, my God. They always just like overwhelm her with thank yous and gratefulness and love and what a blessing she yeah is. she absolutely is so i'm glad that you guys felt the information and asante who stood out to you yes since i wasn't in the emails i'm in the soundcloud streets okay. with you i chose ma logan uh, she says the sequence of the last two episodes are scary <laughs> with the attachment theory <laughs> i couldn't understand where this fear of people leaving mainly romantic partners came from when ha said there are memories that we don't remember My dad left when I was a baby, and I finally asked my mother what happened. She said, as a baby, I never cried, but the day he left, I wouldn't stop. So I got it. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I want to shout out everybody looking. I was like, damn, that was dope. My heart. Yeah. I know. I don't even know how to start talking shit now. I feel bad for What's her name? M.A. What? M.A. Logan. Young M.A. Logan. I'm sorry. That's all I got. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, but that, that was, was bad. That was just the piece that unlocked. So I know MA is probably feeling like, mm, okay, so this makes a little bit more sense. She's probably oh. trying to close the door back up. Like, never mind. I ain't want to know nothing. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we ain't going to get you this week. So, you know, we're going to record. And with that said, Dustin, what did you find in them Twitter streets? Uh, well, I actually was in the SoundCloud streets this too. I'm just playing. Oh, I was, I'm just seeing his phone. No, 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 no. Please. I'm in Twitter. Okay. <laughs> I want to give a shout out. Oh, he gave you back to back. I want to give a shout out to Dom. Dot Dom. Dom. Dot Dom said, "Laughing my L M." 
LMFAO at Dustin talking about our dogs needing to support us. I was just telling somebody I spent $400 at the vet last week. My dog needs a a fucking job. She's very broke and dusty. (laughs) So I knew, see, I was trying to speak for the unspoken four. I knew that it was people who wanted to say something about these goddamn dogs. You're investing in something that can't even tell you thank you. Just look up at you and wait for the next round. I'm telling you, okay. So I just wanted to say thank you to them for understanding what I was trying to say to everybody. And then the second tweet (laughs) that I want to bring up um, and highlight goes to box fan on high all year round at (laughs) Terrell Chugs with two L's and two G's who tweeted. It's been two years with a picture that looks like an obituary of high C orange lava burst Ooh. from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And they said the lifespan was 1948 to 2017. Not the picture being sexual. <laughs> yeah, like an obituary. So I just want to say thank you because I really have been trying to, I really have been trying to, you know, make it. So thank you, y'all. That's it. That's it. You ready to jump into this week's episode? Oh, yeah, definitely. So we're going to take it a little easy, just a little bit, because I think... Why are you laughing at me? Because we've gone very deep the past two episodes. Oh, yes. And uh, uh, another alley-oop in a way, because we're going to have Sham Booty just kind of warn, warning Come on, Sham Booty now. That. Yeah. Come on now, Shan Booty now. My other sister. So we had Haas hit us with the metaphysical math. And then we're going to have Shan come in, Shannon, and hit us some more of the science. And just how she presents the information. Because as I told you guys during the Attachment Theory episode, I shared some uh, snippets from her video. So I think it's going to be perfect yes. to have her come on. Obviously, we won't focus on Attachment Theory because we already covered that. But we're going to talk about relationship structures. Mm -hmm. So basically all this information we've shared the past couple weeks, what happens when you meet that person Mm. and you're like, okay, deep breath. (laughs) I could give it to you, but what you going to do with it, right? We're going to meet at the crossroads next week. See you next week, Sham Booty. So I'm very excited about that. So because we're doing a lot of digging, I think... We're really going to be talking about digging next week. (laughs) (laughs) We, the digging is going to be dug next week, baby. <laughs> I think the beauty of energy work is knowing when to back off. Yes. You know, and ease especially up. Especially from all that digging. I especially Furthermore, I hope digging. y'all are thankful and grateful for this preview because we normally don't do that shit around we here. We don't. You know, you get I it when we get it. love the tie-in, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, 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 you know, that's the point we had in our relationship as, <laughs> as a group. And our listeners together, you know, we now so we can funny. share. Y'all, they thought I was quiet last week. Sorry, friend. <laughs> so I'm curious, how are you guys feeling? First of all, we have we are six months, yeah, into the year, second trimester. <laughs> are you oh, feeling damn. good? It is six months. I just dyed my hair in six months. We literally are at the halfway point halfway and point about to pivot year. into the second half. Do you feel good about your first half of the year? No. No, really? That was genuine. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. I don't. What's I try I just I tried everything I could for certain things and just and life threw shit at me. It just was a terrible six months. Really? I mean, I feel good physically, you know. You look good. Thank you. Look, you. you don't I'm, look like what you've been through. Thank you so much. You know, I, my penis nice works. T-shirt. I mean I'm grateful for that. That's a you big know, because it could always oh. be worse. <laughs> 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 okay, Print. Tootsie Roll. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, uh-uh. 
Okay. Back in the to, words of Ray Charles and Pepsi, you got the right one, baby. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, I'm just I'm grateful for the small and big things. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but you know, I just I'm 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 excited though. That makes me excited about the second half of the year and hopeful about things going you know even better. I've already gotten great news about the second half of the year. Yay. So yeah, thank you. I can't wait to tell everybody about yes, that. Yes, we're ready. Yeah. But I, but yeah, so that's how I feel. Oh, what about you, Asante? I feel really good. I've, a lot of really good things have happened. I'm just so thankful. I found myself, first of all, y'all know I'm not digging Brooklyn, but I still... Oh, gosh, still? No, it's, you know, it's just... Oh, ah, ah. <laughs> it's just not going to be it for me. But, yeah. you know, with that said, I keep saying I'm going to give it a chance. I keep telling myself this lot, like, oh, I'm going to be there for two years and really give it a chance. But I, I really want to just give it a chance. I've been meeting a lot of cool people out there, like, oh... After the Anderson Pack concert, became friends with somebody backstage, lives like up the street from me in Brooklyn. That's like I keep meeting really cool people in Brooklyn. Like really cool shit does keep happening for me out there. So But I'm, you hate it. But I hate it. It's just not my energy signature out there. Damn. So I don't know if I have to like create that or what. So like I guess that's what I'm in the process of. So I know that takes time. That's why I'm like, even though I'm not really liking it, I know it'll get better. Yeah. But it's great. I dyed my hair. Um, for the hottie party. Yeah, and, I feel like you're back. Yeah, you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm getting back into being back. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just happy to be having that. I dropped my project. Um, so, you know, the podcast is out. Some music has been out. Episodes have been going. The show's been going really good. So I'm like really, really happy. And I was just telling you before we pressed play that the episode with Crystal <laughs> and Jade, Jade was amazing. <laughs> I literally, I think I had just gotten back from the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was home, like, doing my stretching and just kind of, like, getting prepared for the rest of the day. And I could not stop laughing. <laughs> I was, like, in my living room laughing so hard. It's like, these people are crazy. Hilarious. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but Loki, I've been playing with the idea because I, I want everybody to come back at certain points and mix people up. But mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, should I just rotate just y'all out with different people each week? Like one week is going to be you and Jade or you and Dustin. Or, and like, or you, like, no. <laughs> look, because this motherfucker right here was not supposed to be here all episode. Look, coming this Friday, it's going to be a mess. Like, I don't even know how to even appropriately title this episode. Appropriately title this shit. I don't know. But yeah, great year, great life. Enjoying myself. Can't yeah. wait for more. And you know what? As far as Brooklyn, give it the summer. I, I told you I'm going to try to give it two years. I want to give oh, it okay. a... I want to give... And not the same place, but I want to give the whole experience a full two years. Well, you're going to have to stop speaking so negatively on it. It could very well just the be energy. the neighborhood too, you know? And you ain't even been a hoe yet. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to tell um, you. Like, you got to give it... Excuse me. I was playing Striking Vipers this weekend, okay? No. <laughs> I don't know nothing about your sexual practices. I'm just saying. Did you watch Black Mirror? Did Did you see that episode? (laughs) You know what? You know what? Which is so funny. Is that what it is? Okay, striking vipers. So so you know what? Look, look. You should watch this. This one. It's not scary because it's about striking vipers. Well, no. So Black Mirror. Oh my god! It just hit me. Right, right. Striking vipers. It just. That was the first thing. (laughs) That was the first thing. That friend, friend, <laughs> friend. Yeah, friend. Snake fight. No. I'm you know so what? I am a, a man and a pervert, this so never mind. So I'm funny. sorry, friend. I just wasn't, you know. I didn't... It was just the first thing. That... <laughs> First of all, Nicole Bahari is beautiful. Yes. 
Okay, wait. So look, look. I just had to say that. So look, That's the pin it. Yeah. Normally, Black Mirror, when we talk about it, it's like really dark. But I thought these... it just meant it was them toothpaste stains all over the mirror, like Black people always have. That's about the speckles. You know how it be there, too, you know. That's not what it's about. This is the Black Mirror. The reflection of yourself. Why I can't see shit? You can't it see really is black. So you can't see yourself it black. really is a Black Mirror. <laughs> anyway. This season is a lot lighter than the past season, so I feel like beige mirror. I also mirror. don't think it's as good. I mean, I feel the same. <laughs> Look, I too, I too could use a I little bit like more. I feel like ever since the Americans took it over, yep. as far as like production and storytelling, it just hasn't been as. It don't got that kick to it. It's not leading edge like I need the some stories. Hot sauce. Yeah, like first season. <laughs> That, oh, what? That show, when I tell you, it blew my mind. Like, I was sitting here, like, I remember sitting there and be like, this is the best show I've ever watched yeah. in my life. Yeah. It just was a mind It was fuck. just so fucked But up. why do you guys tell me not to watch it then? Because it was if so, it's so, like... It's just one episode. It's just a pig episode that I don't see you enjoying. I don't see him enjoying a <laughs> no, you know which one he'll like? The, the one, the I one, where it records everything you've been through. Yeah. And then he the guy like was like one. watching the back his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I think Dustin would like that. Yeah, and you know what? I think part of that. I tech- think I got that now. <laughs> you know, I'll be remembering shit, friend. <laughs> well, well, look, so it's like that. Like, you uh, you know that uh, 2088 video and uh, Janae and Big Sean, and they be doing all that like futuristic. Uh, Afrofuturistic Yeah shit. it always looks like um, No scrubs Yes <laughs> So you know like They have at one scene There's like them eye things Like the dude in Black Mirror He got the eye cataract things Watching this shit Go back and forth Like that's so Raven <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> If you're gazing You should watch Striking Vipers though I would love to hear Your commentary Shout on Striking You know what I actually would love Would literally love To hear your thoughts okay. On Striking Vipers I'll watch Vipers. it I'll watch it And we'll talk about it Homework. Next week Yep And now you have to Include it in the TV In the TV yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh wait not next week Because there's no segment So I the got week two after, weeks Okay so let's turn it off And watch it now little extra like, buffer <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys excited About summer though So yes. excited What are your plans this is a summer of um, challenge and expansion for me. Mm. So um, I'm going to be very focused and busy this summer and I have no choice. Yeah. So um, I am excited about that. I'm excited about the fruits that that's going to yield. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited actually about this summer. Yeah. Second half of the year, I feel really good about. Right, because so, yep. things are like laid out with a little more clarity. Mm. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you like something like that? They are. Some of the opportunities, you yeah. know, that are coming are beautiful. I'm excited. Yes. I, Asante. Why you had to laugh? Because I know you're like not excited about summer in Brooklyn. No, I, but I'm, I'm actually very, very excited. So it's because it's the first summer in Brooklyn, too. Um, it's like a new start. So I'm trying to really work on, like, my foundation and building a lot of stuff up, like, you know, business foundation, my house foundation, like, a bunch of stuff like that. So when I am finally ready to move, I can just be, like, set and settled. Because this is the first time, like, moving to Brooklyn was kind of like, eh, I'm just ready to go. So I moved. So, like, the next time I move, it'll really be like, okay, cool. Like, let me go somewhere. I really want to go and really want to be so I can really, like, enjoy it. Because, like, I love being home. Like, being in Brooklyn, like... You haven't and been your back. Your home is so cute. You haven't been back, but girl, we've been like putting it together. Really? Like, yes. I got the uh my couch, it got fucked up. One of the legs is a cheap Amazon couch. I popped the Mentos, took all the legs off, put a little area rug under it, so it's like doper than dope. You know I so, love the Japanese style, like lower yeah. low furniture. That's 
Everything. So now I'm going to try to figure out how to make my whole thing like that. So you have to like take your shoes off before you come. Yeah, come on. But the only problem is, you know, me as a smoker, I'd be like, damn, I got some ash on that. So like it can't be white or tan. (laughs) I got I got to like find the balance, but still keep some like brightness in my room. But the lighting is really dope. You know, that LED strip behind my uh, TV is really hot. I do want to get like a really cool um, sign to go over my uh, couch. Like it would just be like the perfect gaming spot. Like like, a neon sign. mm -hmm. Oh, that's so cute. I have these cheap lights I bought from Target. I've been thinking about repurposing somehow, but I don't know yet. Cute. Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. Perfect place to be like weirdo artsy. So I'm gonna well, do if you, sure. ne- I know, a, I know a good place to get some neon work done. Mm-hmm. So when you're ready, let me know. Okay. That's okay. So yeah. Cute. Fuck yeah. What about you, friend? How do you feel about the first half of your year? <laughs> I feel good about it. Honestly, I was saying um, to you guys the other day how I, you know, slowed down, which I've shared on the show. And now I'm having a really hard time coming back mm-hmm. to kind of like jumping back in. And even with all these conversations we've been having about like, you know, um, being dismissive, avoidant, or what yes. was yours? Fear. Fearful, avoidant. Fearful, avoidant. Yep. All these things, you know, people don't know what we're talking about. This is the attachment theory episode from two weeks ago. Don't you ever get that feeling of like, when to, when will I have time to focus on that part of my life. Yes. About multiple different things. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and that's the thing too. It's like, I think we're so career focused a lot of times where it's like, I got to do this. I got to do that. But I think what this first half of the year by me slowing down and kind of tapping out, Mm -hmm. it just showed me how much more there is to my life than like just my career that being someone who has been all about career, I have not made time for. And this, I know the automatic thought is going to be romance and it's, that's part of it, but Mm -hmm. it's also like family. Absolutely. You know, just like uh, cultivating those connections a little deeper. Like obviously we've shared with the science, a lot of our issues stem from childhood. Well, you know, there are things I want to work on that, in society now, like, how do you go on Instagram and be like, I'm working on reparenting my inner child? <laughs> I right. mean, people do it. Right. <laughs> people make posts about it. But there's that's not viewed as like a measure of success. There's you know, be more to life. There's got to be more to life. And so I think it's funny because what I've been focusing on in this first half has genuinely been me. Mm-hmm. And so when people ask me, what you been up to? It's like, how do you, <laughs> how do you Look, explain You that? just say, I bring me. <laughs> you, say, you say what Monica's daughter said. Remember that episode of um, Friends and Family Hustle season one where <laughs> Tiny, Monica, and Toya and some of their children were all out on a deck in the backyard. And so I think it was Toya, right? That was like, so Monica, what you been up to? And her daughter, Leia, literally ran into oh, the camera view and was like, working all day. And then ran back out. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm going to send you a video clip because she's obviously heard her mom saying, girl, just working all day. (laughs) Working all day and rent out. They fell out laughing. But that's your answer, friend, right there. that's what it is. Like, there's a part of me that's like, isn't there more to life than just what we're trying to achieve? No. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why, right? Because thankfully you put in the work that you put in to get to the point where you are now, right? Where you can have the option of saying, let me slow down True that. and just kind of take in my life as a whole 
beyond just what I'm personally doing, right? Mm-hmm. We all know you've mentioned and we've seen like on your Instagram stories when you visited your best friends and the relationships you have like with their children. Yeah. Things like that that I know are personally important to you. Going to Nashville to, to be with the Weirdo Workshop. Yes. you know, Things that I know kind of like fortify you. Yeah. You know, and so you've had time to time to times. <laughs> that reminds me of Real Housewives of Atlanta when Nene was like, our children have played together many of times. <laughs> me and my sister started saying that many of times. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's important to you. I think it's great you've had the time to focus on that. But that's something that you worked. That's a privilege almost. It's you know what I mean? It's a privilege. Luxury to yeah. do that. And so there's True, something man. comforting man. in the recognition of that, like that you have that privilege that kind of makes you feel like it's okay to push yourself a little bit sometimes. And then take a break to kind of recalibrate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I guess what it yeah. did is, and I'm curious to see how you guys balance work life and just people in your life. And even as much mental health work as we've discussed on the show, like when do you create the time or do you create the time to really sit and be like, okay, these are the things that have been bothering me for years. I have to give, create room to focus on them and really like, create some shifts and a lot of times when you're so busy traveling doing this show doing that show this appearance uh what people don't even realize is beyond the appearances themselves of the live shows takes a lot of preparation so Mm -hmm. like you're always busy you're always nail clipping alone girl (laughs) (laughs) everything takes a lot of preparation even years in the making for things that appear to be you know fleeting for other people and it's Mm -hmm. like when do you find time to work on your connections? Because what we've learned, <laughs> Dustin, what we've learned is the baseline of all the mental health conversations is what? Connections. Connections. Like mm-hmm. that's what makes people suffer, whether they're fearing it, whether they're running away from it, whether they're avoiding it, whether they're trying to control it too much. Everyone's just trying to feel connected. And I found that the busier I am, the less time I have to feel connected, which is why I don't tend to be super happy Mm. when I'm really busy. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Do you remember? (laughs) Um, Way back in the day, and I'm going to say way back in the day, when I worked in restaurants. Yes. I used to be so busy during like the holiday seasons that I felt like I was drowning. Like, dude, like holiday season. It's the holiday season, so like I should be able to enjoy it, but I also got money to make. So it was like such a hard decision when I would work, you know, a bunch of shifts, make good money, and then they would be like, hey, somebody called out. Do you want to come in and make, uh, you know, make some more money? Like, that's how I always heard the call in my head. I'm like, fuck yeah. But <laughs> in doing that, I was, like, not going home for holidays when I finally could afford it. So it was like, oh, well, you know, I got to make this money, so let me just go out and do this. And there were just times where I was very unhappy. Like, not even because I wasn't, well, mainly because I wasn't home, but it was like, all right, my bills are paid. I can eat this week. I can take care of some uh, my rent next month. Like, but I wish I was home in Atlanta. Like, that's how I was, like, back in the restaurant. And then do you remember there was, like, a shift in the show, I feel like, when people were like, we could tell there's something different about you after I quit yeah, my job. Yeah, totally, what? But I feel like it took a Your lot of— heart, like, cracked open. And and that, and that it took a lot of time for it to really crack open, for me to really be able to— Because, you know, I had to balance after I left work, uh, work you know, making money. So then I was on the road a lot, too. So then having to reset from that. So I know for you, you toured all last year— 
And you did like a Three lot of years straight, really. And, exactly. And you did like a lot of emotionally taxing work with that. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I know it was a reward in itself to help all, all of those people. But then it was like, you know, the people right around you, like, damn, like, am I doing enough here? Am I, you know, home for enough holidays or am I giving enough hugs or kisses? And and then for my damn self, like, am I, you know, making sure that I'm OK? Because it's like all these different things start to unlock as you finally have the time to really, you know, do that stuff. So as I was able to leave my job and make more money doing less work, I was able to create more. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so then I was able to to figure out like, okay, I need to see some of these people more or call a little bit more or do a little bit more of this. You ain't did shit for me. <laughs> I'm dead out. I'm just playing. I remember when Portia said that to Nene on the reunion. She's like, you ain't been the shit we for me. We need to get to Portia. <laughs> well, actually, we don't. Did you see she tweeted that something about the restaurant? Yes. And did she airport. tweet the whole story? Not yet. She was on her she flight. She still hasn't tweeted the... Okay, anyway, why? Yo, y'all are a movie. <laughs> so, um, it was just a very long process, I feel like. And thank God I'm only 31 because people say a long process and you look at them and they're like 50 or 60. I'm like, well, damn, like it took that long. But like, I can be like, okay, well, now I have this. But I always remain, uh, you know, everybody in life is always a student. So in my life, I'm always learning something. So I'm so glad to have the time now to like learn more about myself and learn more about my mental health and then do a lot of that on this show, which is work, but then it's work life. So it's a great balance doing it here. But then I know a lot of people don't get the luxury of doing that. So then they have to make time to maybe go to, go to therapy, but then they realize it's so emotionally taxing. So then they go to work and then they feel a little bit better because they've invested their, you know, mental health or wellness but then do they have the the money? Like there's always something else to think about right. until you can like really start to be fulfilled. Like if they were working a job that they really loved, then maybe it would really like be a better payoff. So there's just so many layers and levels. Yeah. And, and this is go. a good segue because <clears throat> what has helped obviously is that when you can create a merger between your soul work and your actual work, come on, then there's not, it doesn't become an either or it's like, it's a merger. And so that has been a blessing that my work, and I've said this before is also my cure in a lot of ways, you know, with the touring and even having the show, the kinds of conversations that we have. I mean, I'm sure you guys are receiving the messages and emails and tweets. and. Dustin Ross. It's another episode. No, with people being like, I needed this. Absolutely. Or like, how did you know that I'm at this point in my life? Like, it's just always reminds me, once again, how connected we all are and how beautiful it is to create things that make people feel seen and not alone. Yeah. And so I'm thankful that at least I do have a career path that allows me to merge my soul and the work. Yes. But... I do remember going to San Francisco to see my God baby. Mm. And I cried so hard in the airport. I had to go into the bathroom because mm-hmm. I was like, they're going to think something's wrong. And I cried so hard having to leave him because I don't have the luxury to see him whenever. Like I used to when he lived in New York or where I was less busy. And now it's just like, <laughs> I was really in tears because it was this feeling of, of, I don't know. It's like, I, I guess I I don't really have a lot of time to connect. And that's what kind of got brought to my awareness this year. I don't know if it's turning 37. Yeah. I also know life has seasons. 
when I was in my early 20s, I wanted to work hard. It's all that mattered. Granted, a lot of it has to do with being dismissive avoidant. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to get us some Letterman jackets with that on the <laughs> background. We finna represent. The and I'm going to get an F.A. F.A. <laughs> no B.L.O. Um, but there was a time where working really hard, really, really, really hard was what I needed. Like you said, it allowed me the luxury to take six months off from having to work hard because I work so hard. But don't you ever question where your idea of success comes from? Like, is it really yours? Is it a bit of needing people to see that you're doing well? Like, what are the different la like layers in what you view as success? I know my life story, right? I know the things about my childhood that were used as measurements of my um, performance. You know, I know the things that were used to measure like how well I was behaving. I know the things that were taught to me as far as like morals and values. I know all that stuff. I know what worked for me. I know what never worked for me from all of those things. And so there is a part of me now that works really hard to defy some of that stuff. Mm. And I also, it is important to me personally, I think this may be, I don't know if it's because I'm a man or whatever, but I never want to be looked at as lazy. Mm. That's a huge pet peeve of mine. And it's also one of my, just fundamentally, like I don't want to be a lazy person at all. And so I work hard to dispel that. And also just so that there's no way I can be even accused of being lazy. Right. right? That is, it is, it, it, it affirms me in certain ways. And I feel like it kind of defines, I like it being a part of my character. I like people knowing that I'm a hard worker and that motivates a lot of like my pacing, a lot of the things that I accept and take on a lot of the things that I work toward. Um, a thing that helps me stay balanced with that is actually like mirrors and Green Day. And I'm going to tell you why, yes. right? Because I would literally look in the mirror like when we're on tour and shit and just start reciting Green Day lyrics to myself. I talk to myself a lot. I love that. So you get in the mirror and you ask yourself, do you have the time <laughs> to listen to me whine? About nothing and, and everything, everything all, all at, at once. once. You got to wow. ask yourself that. You know, I am one of those. One of them what, friend? <laughs> Melodramatic <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you got to check in with yourself sometimes. You know what I mean? The OA. The OA that... <laughs> you got to check in with yourself. So, yeah. And I, I, I mean, yeah, that's... Obviously, that's the check-in. And I think, to your point about not viewed being viewed as lazy, I have the same... I view mm -hmm. that as programming, though, because we're concerned about how we're being perceived. Yes, we are. And so even I had this conversation. Shout out to Antoinette. I was I on her podcast. Around the Way Curls. Around the Way Curls is their podcast, her and Shanti. And we had a conversation about this. Like, especially when you're creative, you're only as good as your last project. Mm -hmm. And that's all people ask. Well, what's next? What's next? What's next? Mm -hmm. And People don't allow you room to even like take time to be proud of what you've created or take time to rest. You're a human. Like I'm literally carrying 36, 37 years of life. And sometimes I might be a little tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, all these conversations about um, our mental health status, like sometimes I want to rest. I want to make sure I'm OK. Like I said, I don't want a life that's just purely focused on my career. I want to do other things yeah, and yeah. sometimes I think people will view you as lazy if you don't have like a project to talk about immediately yeah. and I hate that feeling I just don't like that feeling I don't like the feeling of tension in my own body 
when someone asks me something and I feel like I have to give them the rundown because and I know it comes from me needing them to be like oh girl you're doing so good like I have to not care about that yeah I I used to believe that it was a healthy understanding of perception right Mm -hmm. because I've never cared if anybody thought I was good looking or like things of vanity and like just superficial shit I don't care about that I don't care what people think but when it comes to like I don't want people thinking I'm a liar. I don't want people thinking I'm lazy. Like character issues are really important to me and integrity. Right. And so the great thing that you can always remember is you have such a large like record of of occurrences and work behind you that it automatically authenticates whatever you're doing at the moment. Nobody asked you questions about I shouldn't say nobody asked you questions, but it wasn't. You taking a break this year when you actually actually have still been working consistently, That's but like funny. you taking a break from really <laughs> right. moving Our around, of a break. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This yeah, year, yeah, yeah, yeah. People traveling. automatically are going to say you deserve that friend. Take your time, whatever, because you've been consistently like pounding the pavement. Yeah. So you can have this moment and I don't think it's fair for you to put that pressure on yourself to even define what this moment is. Shit, you ain't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you just you just had to. Man, I want to cry about my godson. Right. Yeah. But also it's been nice to just like now this mm-hmm. summer, I want to like hang. Mm hmm. I really do. I I Me have too. not had a summer in years. Literally, I'm always gone working on some project. I have not had a full summer, like a old school June to August mm-hmm. ass summer right. where my friends and I are making plans and like Maya and I are going to Italy. Mm-hmm. When, and we never had time in our schedules to combine in that way. Uh, we have Fury's party, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Like, I want to be able to 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 just hang out with Jade and Noah, mm-hmm. be in Crystal's house watching Pose. Right. Even we usually have watch parties and now we can't because, like, our schedules. Right. You know, I, like, I, know, I, I understand. I don't just even real know if life. it's coming out. Yeah, it's like success is a beautiful thing. And I'm grateful that even the kinds of conversations that we're having behind uh, yeah. behind the scenes about TV shows, about books, about opportunities to create projects from scratch. Dreams being realized. I mean, massive yeah. dreams, and I will mm. never take that granted for granted, but there's also that part of, like, how busy do you want to be, though? Do you ever ask yourself that? Yes. And I also maintain an understanding of what comes with the territory as far as the type of work that I want to do. There's a part of me that is, it's been easy for me to sacrifice a certain part of the human experience because I'm a gay man. So when it came to like having a family and getting married and setting down roots or whatever, that never was a an option for me and B just personality wise, it wasn't something that appealed to me. Mm. So I've always kind of looked toward things that, were, you know, will require large amounts of my time and the effort and shit. And once I understood that I wanted to be in, work in entertainment and be an actor and be a host and do all this shit that would take up all my time, I just know that I'm going to be far more busy than the average person. And I, and I recognize that. And I kind of, I like, you know, non-typical you know, things in life in general. So <laughs> it just works for me. You. Yeah. And that's important. And so, but I also understand that it doesn't work for everybody. And some no. people need to find like the perfect balance of the two. And the great thing is you can, 
So yeah. I just don't ever want you feeling like you're in the pressure cooker because you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but not even not. just me. Yeah. I know people listening have that feeling sometimes of like, damn, I just want to like be. You know what? <laughs> and I can't because I have this fucking job that I have to be at every day. Then you get, we were talking about this the other day. You work from nine to five or whatever your work schedule is. You come home, and especially if you have kids, you know, things have to be tended to. Then on the weekends when technically you're supposed to be resting, that's the only time you really have to like do your shit, which tends to be grocery shopping, (laughs) cleaning the house, uh, trying to squeeze in your entire life in two days. And then the rest of the week takes, uh, your career takes over the rest of the week. But it's like, I want a life that's way more than it being career-based. And this is a new perception for me i did not always feel this way Mm -hmm. which is what's making me see that you have it's gonna change yeah granted dustin it might change for you or it might not it might change for me but go ahead (laughs) (laughs) you never know i I never would have thought that i would i would want to slow down by choice like what me like i've been i love being a workhorse but now I'm sitting here already plotting, like, when can I get back to San Francisco? I'm excited to date this summer and, like, hang out and get cute. And, like, I forgot what it's like to get cute. I haven't gotten cute to go out and meet someone in so long. (laughs) I'm just glad I get to go when she go do it. (laughs) I'm so glad. And I love y'all because y'all be like, so what you wearing? (laughs) (laughs) And I miss that. I miss that feeling, the butterflies in my belly. Like You deserve that shit too, friend. But I'm like, I wish the I wish the way that the world was set up, which obviously is the bigger conversation. We live in a capitalist society where you have to be a workhorse, whether or not it aligns with your energy that's the part about it that bothers me we have the luxury to decide yeah but there are a lot of people that don't right and that's what makes me sad because even when i would say i'm taking time off sometimes i would kind of hesitate depending on who i was talking to because i know that can be triggering like oh you take six months off and you like can still afford to live in new york absolutely you know see i've always viewed it from the scope of like i remember being in school when i was younger and being like damn this is taking forever i can't wait for the summertime like like it went from waiting for the weekend to waiting for summertime to waiting uh till you get out of fucking middle school or high school college like i remember thinking in my head like uh, it's gonna take forever to get to this point and then like remembering along the way i had to just enjoy certain shit to be able to forget because i remember going into work you know being older and being like fuck i gotta work you know f- five day week or then i could work in a restaurant and work three or four day week so then restaurant on the holiday season, 14-day week. So it's like all right, these periods right. of times where it's like, <laughs> shit, when is this going to be over? But then I had the luxury of choosing to, to do less for more, like in certain arenas. And it was like, fuck. Because, you know, when you think about school and education, when when the hell is it ever going to be over? Like, especially if you're a person that's going to get like a master's or pursue Bruh, higher education. You know what I'm saying? Never over. Never over. So then when they finally get to that point, so they're like, woo, I got this shit. And then they, you know, whenever they do get into the career that they finally want, it's like, fulfilling so i think you always are gonna it's always like that new uh levels new devils Bruh. it's just how you're perceiving time when you're in it like are you enjoying more of this work more of this uh more of your your life more of both 
mesh it, marry them together, like you were saying before. And then, or back shots. <laughs> oh, my God. Or back shots <laughs> is an option, allegedly. And that's the thing with careers, too, which is a good point, too. Careers. You keep helping me with the segues. <laughs> oh, my God, Dustin. We on, friend. We on. <laughs> you I'm keep, cooking. I'm cooking. You fencing I'm Cooking and here. cooking. Hooking and cooking. Come on. But it's like, even within your career, it never ends. You always want more. Always. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. You know, you're the at you you are gigging, hoping to get the role in the show. Once you get the role in the show, well, how can I write my own show? Then you write your own right. show. Well, how can I direct it? And you direct it. Well, I want an Emmy. When you get the Emmy, well, I want an Oscar. When you get the Oscar, well, I want it's like uh, so sign me up. <laughs> so look, this is where this is where I didn't want to get lost working in jobs that I didn't like. Because when I I hated working Rabbit in restaurants. So you serve, you see how good the money is, but then you get behind the bar a couple nights a week, you're like, oh shit, this is some good ass money. They want you to open another store bartender. Sometimes they might want you to get a manager position. Then you get to do like, it's like, damn, I'm in corporate. And then, you know, it might lead you to open your own liquor brand wherever, but you get lost and it takes you on a journey. That sounds so, like a good journey to me. But that's, what, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you, you don't, want that, But though. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, yeah. so you don't even know the possibilities, but they can take you in a, good ass places too. So like, you know, if you want that, if that's where your career is going and then like your family's going with that too and then you get your own family liquor then it's like damn I really want this I is think, a dream yeah <laughs> look I'm, I'm trying to like shoot for the star because imagine like if I stayed in a restaurant that was my goal like oh my god all these things would have happened like none of those were my actual goal but in my mind I think any possibility that I go into and what my friends go into we had a conversation off, cam- uh, off camera off, camera. off <laughs> mic about you and I don't want to say what it was but in mm-hmm. my mind I'm thinking like of course of course and then you know you're saying how you needed certain things to happen for that to line up and so like there are just so many possibilities in my world that I know that's gonna happen so like that's how I just view a lot of different things yeah and that's why I know for you as much as we've watched you work and live and like kick it like I don't want you to look at time and think that you um that you aren't doing enough or you haven't evolved yet or anything like that because friend you transformed and transcended before my very eyes it's in in my what I say is you such a short you fine to me <laughs> in a, in a platonic so way <laughs> and, and you you know I mean like you know I mean look so if I silly. could test her girl you know I would <laughs> when we were watching that movie I was like damn this is some friend the first day I met <laughs> friend she looked so pretty and, I'll never forget that we and, was at that march you remember yes you I, re- so I remember funny. vividly I remember what you and had on it every Watching y'all have a whole moment and being like, yes. I, it course. just worked. I was just like, <laughs> this girl, like. Y'all are making me blush. And in my right. eyes, like, you know, we could, I can always look back and be like, damn, that was so long ago. But that was such a short while ago. Right. Long walk. You know what I'm short saying? Short while. <laughs> <laughs> True. True that. But that's the thing. I, in my heart of hearts, I feel good about where I'm at. I don't feel anxiety. I mean, natural anxiety is just because if anything, there's so much I want to do that it's more of a a thing of like, okay, pick one or two. Because if you start going too hard in a million directions, what are you, jack of all trades, master of none? I never want to be that person. Um, But (laughs) what what I'm saying is the busier, because last year, this is what really made me tap out. I was so busy and per- perception-wise, everyone was like, yo, you are out of here. But I was so tired. I, I know. And my body hurt, and I was missing out on everything. And that was what was like a wake-up call of like, 
how fucking busy do you really want to be, friend? And I realized that that is actually not the business model I'm interested in. I was reading an article Rihanna just dropped. I forget with who. It was like a whole spread this week that she yes, dropped. Yes, and I, it's on the tip of my tongue, but go ahead. Right. Was and it Interview Magazine? Sa- maybe. And Sarah Paulson yes. um, was interviewing her, which I thought was super cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, that they had, you know, like two artists interviewing each other. I thought that was a nice twist. But one thing Rihanna said, and we see how busy she is. I mean, come on. She's literally at the helm of like seven different companies at this point. But she said that what she would have to shift for her is that now she adds P to her schedule, which is personal time. Mm -hmm. And that has really almost made room for her to be able to be this successful because she makes time for her boyfriend, which she was like, it's it's just as important to cultivate that as it is any other business. Yeah. You know, her family, obviously, we see how close she is to her mom. And that and cute her little friend, majesty. And majesty, yeah. you know, and, and the way that she understands that the only way the success will work is if your life outside of that is equally as nurtured. Yes. Yes. And it's something I think when we do get on the uh, hamster wheel, we forget that part. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get so um, seduced by how much more there is to do. Yeah. How much more you can go, how much farther, the possibility of the thing, like they say in Love Jones. (laughs) See, (laughs) you know, that's why low key though, I don't know what it is about because people always used to call me a jack of all trades like when I was younger and then I liked it and then I heard the rest of it as I got older and I was <laughs> like, like, well, wait, damn, master of none. <laughs> but then I don't know what it was, but it was something in like my early 20s. I think it was right before I left Atlanta. It was like, I'm still a jack of all trades, but I'm still the master of one. Like I'm master of myself. Like Amen. everybody, you, you know, to preach. but you know, we all, that's why I look at y'all and I think about them possibilities right. <laughs> because we all like, <laughs> We as millennials, we a different type of people for real. We can literally Amen. create our own paths, and the I think last that generation. And I think that's why it's so interesting and dope. And we have so many creative conversations, but a lot of people realize because a lot of people that listen to our show, they have you know, you know, all sorts of jobs. <laughs> Luckily, we have doctors that be talking about they listen to our show, lawyers and shit. <laughs> like whatever you want in your life, I feel like people, as long as they realize every experience is going to take you there, every experience that I have is going to take me where I want to be and where I am and where I need to be. Like. Working in a fucking call center and going through whatever the trauma was or <laughs> experiencing it, uh, watching that shit and laughing or being at restaurants, like all that shit is going to be good material down the road for either it's writing. It's part of the recipe. Yeah. Like people are going to remember shit that happened to them in school that they're going to take with them into the uh, the boardroom or whatever. Like people are going to take every piece of their life wherever they go. And I think that's the most interesting part of our stories. Yeah, for sure. And I love that you mentioned the millennial aspect of it, because I think one thing our generation has realized and probably from witnessing our parents and the people in our family is that we can decide that this doesn't work for us anymore, whether it's career, whether it's a partnership. I have more friends that have been divorced in the past five years which normally in, in the, what do they call it? The boom, boomer, what's the Baby called? boomers. The baby boomer mm-hmm. generation. They have the ride or die, you know, loyalty thing. Like, I'm going to stay with you even if I hate we you. We took but, a vow. <laughs> but my Ooh, friends, every time they get divorced, <laughs> I can't lie. Every time one of my friends gets divorced, I'm like, right on. Right yeah. on for you knowing in your 20s or in your 30s 
and not worrying about how it's going to be perceived. But what you knew was that you didn't feel good and this was not going to bring the best out of you. Right on for divorcing, which is a hard decision to make. Right on for being like, even in jobs, remember with resumes, they tell you, don't leave a job before the two years or don't huh? have too much of a gap because yeah. it looks wrong. <laughs> uh, I think our millennial resumes probably look a hot mess because yes. we are the first ones to be like, I don't Fuck like that. this shit. I'm out. <laughs> you have 15, 15 jobs in like one season. <laughs> look, two weeks, right. look, two weeks notice, I'll clock out in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, a, you know, it's like there's a difference there where I do think people are being a little more mindful. Yes, perception is still a problem, especially with social media. But for the most part, the silver lining is that I think people are listening to themselves a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. A little bit more yeah. than the previous yep. generations. I knew that when everybody started going green. I was like, people are listening are to their stomachs rumbling and shit. Heart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't nobody want to poot around nobody else. Like, Y'all <laughs> so listening silly. to yourselves. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh. But has your idea of success shifted at all in the past couple of years? Like, did you have one idea of like, this is how it's going to be? And then now that you're in it, or at least on the way, because obviously there's always room to grow. Are you looking at it a little differently? Or it's, has it just been the same? It shifted every, it shifts every few years. <laughs> like, I remember in school, I knew what my life was going to be like when I left. <laughs> and then I lived life. I remember when I left Atlanta, I knew what life was going to be like. You know what I'm saying? Like, every so often it shifts. Like, because it all those things that I knew life was going to be like, it wasn't like that. But not in the worst of ways, like in the yeah. best of ways each time. Like I remember leaving high school, be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to do all this bullshit, blah, blah, blah. No, I left. I quit school and moved to New York and I'm doing good right now. But then I remember when I was leaving Atlanta, like, OK, I'm going to leave Atlanta, move to New York. And, you know, I'm just going to give me a job that's just going to pay the bills. I got me a job that was paying the bills, but it was rewarding in so many other ways when I was like meeting certain people and going certain places. I was living in New York like my view on success in those ways changed so much because I remember having conversations with other people that were telling me how successful I was and I didn't even realize it. And I was like, huh. And that kind of just, I guess, re was recalibrating certain things. Like when I was talking to Anton about how leaving Atlanta was so hard for me. And she was like, you show people that they don't have to stay. Like, and Ooh, I remember, because it was hard for me because I was like, oh, I'm leaving my mom. I'm abandoning her. But it was like, you aren't abandoning her. You're moving out. You're living life. It's actually success because you as her child can say that you could leave and go flourish in a whole nother state city because a lot of people don't want to leave their ex. They don't even want to leave their fucking porch. Yeah. And that's okay because in certain places, depending on where you live, you'll, you might be set up to where you're not supposed to leave. Like if or your shit is nice to, and you don't, don't have to, to if yeah. it's nice as hell, shit. So I just think it's so interesting that every so often what I think is like not even a failure, what I think is like, uh, I could have done so much better there can be viewed as from somebody else's like, damn, that was so fucking dope. So then I say, okay, like, well, good. Like, okay, so I might not have viewed that as good as I would have liked it, but at least I know I'm going in the right direction. And it's always, like, good things. It's never been anything bad. Thank thank Lord. Let me just do that <laughs> real quick. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it could turn around at any time and at any moment. I just have to be prepared. I don't know how to, but I always figure it out in each moment. And that reminds me, because I was just in Philly with Haas's grandma, and I was talking to her about, like, how I had slowed down, because she was asking how my year was going. And Haas rolls her eyes and goes, slow down. She's had <laughs> Four campaigns <laughs> and does a podcast every week. <laughs> I mean, back to back to back. And to it back. made me laugh because I'm like, that's how hard we are on ourselves. That like this is my version of slowing down, which for anyone else or for someone else, I should say, they would be like, 
happy to be producing a show every week you know like that's part of their goals mm-hmm. and then but what, that's what I'm saying is so scary about perception you reach one mark and then suddenly you don't even see that mark anymore nope it's invisible ink it's invisible my yeah. idea of success has definitely changed I've decided to dedicate my memoir to it it's <laughs> gonna be called From DuckTales to DuVernay success ain't finances it's fortitude and that's Ooh. really what it means for me like it's a, I used to think that that was good that, that was, was that was great I can Ooh, see it on Amazon I'm loving it. Okay. I used to think that success was directly related to being rich and now I understand that it's cool to like be successful financially, but what matters and what will, I guess, give you more opportunities to be even more successful financially is if you have something of value, something that's yeah. worth something and something that literally means something. So you have to decide how that manifests itself in what you do. And that's Amen. like the key. And it's yes. really not our place to tell people how to do that. It's something that you can only learn, you know, through experience. And if it's relevant to you, some people have designed a life for themselves that is that, that plays out on a track. You finish school, you get a family, you buy yeah. a home, you know, you, you retire it from your job. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm. We've chosen a non-traditional path. And so we have a few more questions to ask ourselves than most people do. Um, but it all arrives at the same destination. So hey man, I love yeah. that. Y'all are killing it right now. I'm like, you're so good. Come I mean, on. you know, you're still driving the boat. Oh, you know, come on now. <laughs> no, but what I've learned for me, my vision of success, how it's shifted, is that I I don't want to be busy. I want to be impactful. Yes. Mm. And I think that that's something that this culture I will say because it is perception based, people just like to be busy. And so there's a lot of busyness that is uh, glorified, I should say. Like you got to be on this flight and that flight and speaking at this panel and doing that. And I remember feeling uh, this need to be like, if I have to do another fucking panel, (laughs) I don't care to do panels unless it's for something that I feel I have to contribute to the conversation. I don't want to be on a panel just so that I could post on IG that this major brand thought of me. And then really the high of that is to show people that I'm thought of. Because then that starts going back to my self-worth issues. Mm. You know, like I still have something to prove. And once I started like kind of peeling that desire off, I was less tired. You know, and that's what I've been nitpick. I've been picking at that. It's like, I don't want to be tired because I'm trying to impress you. I want to be tired because I'm creating something of impact. And that to me is where my view of success has shifted. People look beyond just what's on the surface, right? So you see them all. And it's really disgusting to me that people exist to... I guess, keep up a certain appearance, right? You see people talk about being in, quote unquote, the industry, first red flag. <laughs> you see people who are like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, tra- I'm, I'm, I'm booked, second red flag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a damn about you traveling. The, the actual experience of traveling is horrible. But what are you going to? I don't care about you being on a lot of Word. planes. Where And, and right. I apply that theory to myself first. Mm. I don't give a fuck about taking a selfie in the airport and being on a plane and you seeing I'm traveling. Who cares? Where What's going to sock it to you, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> if, we're, if, we're, if we're on that level, <laughs> is what I'm going to do. And so that's how I know what kind of work I need to do. That's how I know what things I need to say yes to and what to say no to. That's kind of how I know. And 
please believe everybody's paying attention on a level deeper than people believe that they are. So we are seeing you, not you, but we're seeing people travel a lot. But if there's no rhyme and reason to it, like you travel a lot because you're going to these types of gigs because your goal is to work in this capacity or this is what your talent or your skill set is. And so it makes sense. It's a linear thing. Mm -hmm. If you're just traveling just to be saying you're traveling or if you're getting mm -hmm. booked on something that's really not even worth getting booked on, just to be attaching every, everything you, you talk about in relation to your career is, oh, I worked with this person or I did this for this person. If attachment is your thing. We don't give a fuck about you, no way. <laughs> so you really need to work hard to have something that means something and something that that I guess you just can see the purpose in. Because yes. if not, the people that you want to impress are the very people that are going to dismiss you immediately. They're not even going to count you. So that's all yeah. I wanted to say. And you can kiss my <laughs> ass. That's right. I remember. Justin, <laughs> what a signature. Okay. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you keep taking me back to school. I don't know what it is, but I just remember Hayden being at school, like being in class. But then the who days were telling? so long after school. Oh, whew, I'm really about to, I'm having a whole I'm last triggered. moment. No, because I was in a magnet program in my high school. So if you were in the magnet, you there was a fifth period. So you had to stay even longer. Oh, shit. And it pissed me off to the point that when I was uh, in my like senior year, uh, Magnet is like the gifted and talented kind of. So, right? Yes. Well, yeah, so, yeah, well sometimes. So so yeah, the magnet is, can be any kind of. So yeah, yeah, gifted and talented it could be in the arts, uh, the sciences, or whatever. Yeah, but so, it's yes. advanced learning. Yes. Right, yeah. right, right. Yes. So the special kids. So the so the magnet that uh, I had the mag. So I had to go to the school. I was at Pebblebrook. I've talked about this. It was a magnet for uh, performing arts, and so I was there for the acting program. So it was cool after school. I was not trying to rhyme. Uh, it was nice being there and having fun after school because we were doing like a monologue and prep work and character study. So that stuff was fun to me. But it was annoying during the day being in, in class. Like I don't care about any of this shit. So like somebody that plays sports has any sort of extracurricular, I guess they can attest to this. Like they like being at that favorite part, which is after the shit. But my junior, senior year, because I had enough credits to almost graduate early, I was able to do like a co-op for my last two periods and leave school early. But I would have to come back <laughs> for the fifth period, which was pissing me off. So then I had to make a decision like, do I want to be part of this magnet program? How how much is it benefiting me? And I decided to leave the magnet program I because I wanted to leave because I wanted to leave school early. I had to give me a job and have a life and have a life. I was driving like I didn't want to be there. At the, and the program was dope. Like I, I can't take away from all of the gifts that that shit gave to me. But, you know, life was real. You were pulled to, to it. It's magnet I, yeah, program. absolutely. <laughs> but I was and I was still at the school. I just didn't stay for the la <laughs> them last three periods then because I was only going for the first two. After lunch, I was out on the co-op for marketing or whatever. And so then I remember. First of all, I left campus for lunch anyway. Well, we also, so sure Look, also as well. We that corner exit of the parking lot so fast. And, and then. My school was up on a big ass hill. By the time girl. you got down the hill, it was time oh, to go girl, back to class. I was driving. We was yeah, pulling we up drove. at the DQ. You know it's different in like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it was like, I was like 14 or 15 on a permit. So we was pulling up at the DQ and like, oh, they got to hurry. Because that's our order. The lunch bell finna ring. Like, go wing. And then just eating the food in class. And the teachers being like. <laughs> Not eating the food in class. Hell yeah. Teachers walking up like. Huh, I don't know they had the cute freezer downstairs. 
<laughs> like, girl, right, you want some, bitch? <laughs> jealous ass. And that's how we were, petty as fuck in class. But that's real, even bringing up school, because I remember in high school, you know, you're in the AP classes, mm-hmm. um, then you have sports. Mm-hmm. And then you, if you were a kid, like, because I was in the arts, but I also was an athlete. So mm-hmm. I was Work. like, yeah, so I would be doing track or field hockey or whatever, and then I'd be doing the play after that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, you're viewed as like, she's in everything. Yeah. You know, she's a scholar, artist, da 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 da. And it was perception, like perception wise, I was like the kid. And a lot of but times a you motherfucker do that. was tired, right. and yes, I had I no time to play in right. high school. Literally, and- I never saw my friends ever. And I think that's where it starts, though, like somewhere, like in that area, because you're you are having that perception because you need to be viewed good, you know, for your school for your family, and then for colleges, for other schools that want you. Right, for your so application, like you to, like, which is what they drill in your head. It's you like you learn that conditioning like somewhere in there. But then you have to decide like what's going to make you happy. So like, mm. so that's why, you know, people that were perceived as bad in my eyes in school, I was like, they're just trying to be happy. Like, so... <laughs> Yo, that's so like, real. Yeah, because sometimes if niggas was having it hard I as fuck that. at home, that is but the then they was coming to school perception. doing all that trash and shit, I'm just looking at these niggas like, because it sucked. The magnet program that I was at, <laughs> it's a predominantly black school, but the magnet brought a lot more white kids so it was looked at as like oh yeah we're bringing our white children around these hoodlums we have to protect them and it was like these niggas are not happy and now that y'all are building up the school they having a we're having a better time but that separation that was there I was like this is some bullshit so I was always able to like make a lot of these connections when I was young but all all that conditioning came from there I remember all of this and being like why y'all fucking with her like and it wasn't because like her mama can't afford this weave. Like, some of that shit is oh. bad. But then it's also like, everybody had to have the freshest. And, you know, if you got it like that, your family got it like that, do that shit. But if your family ain't got it like that, which mine didn't, I was working with what I had, which is why everybody fucked with me. I wasn't trying to pretend or be like, uh, I got to get this Nietzsche up. And then sometimes and I would. Parasuko. But you know what? When you were nice like that, you would come up. So it was like, you know, somebody was always looking out if you were doing good and being yourself. So. And that's a conditioning thing, whether it's from school, your peers. Yeah. You you do fall into those traps pretty early on about how to look and how to dress and what to like and what classes to take. And then you graduate from high school and then it's like, okay, college, because you got to do this. So you get yeah. into a good grad school. Then you finish grad school. It's like, okay, but you need this program. And it's like, oh, my God, does it end? Will I ever just be able to sit on a beach? No. <laughs> Unless you're on vacation. And after that, we got to take our asses back to work. And then you got to take your ass right back to work. So I think I'm having like an existential crisis. I hear you, yep. baby. Yep. Literally, I, you, I feel like that's yep. what's happening where my body is like, what's important and it's hitting me so hard i don't know if that's just the developmental phase i'm in maybe i need to look that up in in science and Mm -hmm. behavioral psychology Mm -hmm. maybe when you're nearing your 40s your view of what's important starts shifting you know how many articles have you read of people who in their last dying days when they get interviewed and asked like if you could look back what would you have done differently or like what advice do you have for those that are younger and they always say what I wouldn't have had my kids no that's <laughs> it oh my god <laughs> can you imagine your mama being like can you imagine asking your mama on her deathbed like if there was one thing you could have done differently I wouldn't have had them kids <laughs> <laughs> look mama but there's so many nah. articles like that though yeah where Even people say they would have smelled to be the honest about like Fuck them kids. Yeah. Picture with, Yo, Jordan, with Michael Jordan. Yep. 
you know, and people get mad even about that. You yeah. know, I was, I think I was listening to, Especially um, the kids. <laughs> Well, bitch, I wouldn't have been your kid either. (laughs) But what I was trying to say before Dustin drove the boat, (laughs) did you see that that boat that crashed? They sent it to him. Oh my god! (laughs) And that's it. I'm I'm the I'm the boat horn (laughs) coming straight down the sidewalk, baby. (laughs) Dry. What is what the tip tastes say? I can tear a boat on dry land. (laughs) That's right. Go ahead, Frank. What I was trying to say was that it never fails. They always say they just wish they had paid attention to the important things. Yes. And not the programming as much or what was expected of them or even work or career. It was always like I wish I had fallen in love more. I wish I had dated more. I wish I had given my kids more attention. Like, it never fails. It always goes back to the connecting. Mm. I wish I had made more time to connect. Mm. And I don't want to be that person, you know, when you see people that are so successful. And we had the blessing of having uh, Claude and Chuck come on. Yes, shout out to Louis York. uh, What Happens to a Dream Achieved. Yes. That was the title of the episode. Such an impactful conversation because these are two young Black men who reached the pinnacle very early on, which is a rarity in this day and age. But what they did share was that once they got there, the high they were expecting of reaching it was non-existent. It wasn't true because it had been so perception-based. Like, all that being said, I guess the biggest message is make sure that what you want or or rather what your version of success be okay with it being yes. different from what you're seeing everywhere else if uh, you don't want to be famous you don't have to be famous <laughs> if you don't want to be super busy because you rather spend more of your time focused on family focus on family maybe you don't want to focus on family maybe that doesn't spark your joy <laughs> yeah you want to be more career based please be more career based But make sure that it's what feels good to you, because like I shared about Claude and Chuck and you see it with all these celebrities all the time. Mm -hmm. They get to where they dream they'd be. Look at Cardi B. She's always sad. (laughs) She's always angry. It's not the high that you think it is. And so make sure that it's what you want it to be so that it can be the high that you want. Not the high that's expected, not the high that you see, but the high that you want. Amen. I also think that you need to be okay with your idea of what success means to you changing. Um, That's something I think that is critically important because it will change. Hello. And so, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And as long as you're okay with the fact, with being adaptable to that change, knowing that that means work on your end, even when you feel like you've already done all the work, you'll be okay with the change. You just have to know that it's going to happen. That's it. I don't want to say too much. (laughs) No, that's a big one. Amen. And even if your idea of success doesn't impress people too, that's a big one. Amen. Be okay with that. Be like, okay, well, I'm happy. The words of Candy Burns Tucker, if you don't want to do it, don't Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Perfect ending. MAC Powder Kiss Lipstick is the moisture matte lipstick of your dreams. It's matte reinvented. MAC's new matte formula feels weightless, instantly hydrates, and doesn't dry out your lips. Because who wants heavy, dry, and dried out lips? Now, not only does it say that it doesn't dry, you don't have dry lips. You don't have dried out lips, right? 
Back to the copy. Many other matte lipsticks are drying, but the Powder Kiss lipstick is where matte meets moisture. The velvety soft matte colors glide on effortlessly, providing instant long-term hydration, word of the day, that doesn't dry out your lips so that you get the zero shine, smooth look of a matte lipstick with the lightweight feel of a balm in Gilead. <laughs> the Powder Kiss lipstick comes in 24 gorgeous colors with a wide range of pinks, nudes, reds, and plums to complement any and every skin tone. Inclusivity is important. The weightless, cushiony texture of the Powder Kiss lipstick is the perfect way to amplify your look this spring. Now, I don't wear no lipstick, right? I wear lip balm. However, they did send this to me. And, you know, I have special ladies in my really? life. Mm-hmm. They sent me a bag of lipstick. So <laughs> I, I just said my house. More on that. <laughs> so I just, you know, I said I was going to do my part and pass it on. So I handed out the lipsticks and everybody happy. That's so cute. Get into a totally new lip experience with the Powder Kiss Lipstick. Head to your nearest MAC location to meet your Matt today or shop at maccosmetics.com. That's M-A-C-C-O-S-M-E-T-I-C-S.com. When was the last time you ate a breakfast that you felt good about? Not a bowl of sugary cereal, but a breakfast that's nourishing your body. Now you can transform your breakfast with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers carefully sourced, chef-crafted smoothies, savory bowls, overnight oats, and more, built on fruits and vegetables. Everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat it. Choose from more than 50 nourishing options for any time of day, ready to blend smoothies, savory harvest bowls, soup, and more. Just add water or milk to a smoothie or heat up a harvest bowl and enjoy. All of Daily Harvest's ingredients are carefully sourced for maximum nourishment and flavor. You can actually see all of the ingredients when you open the cup. Shut up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Daily Harvest is the easiest, most delicious way to load up on fruits and vegetables any time of day. All I know is I see on this website that they have a chocolate hazelnut sundae smoothie. And I want one. So Let me tell you. that's the one they made after me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want one. And that's all I'm their saying. Their smoothies are so good. I haven't had their bowls, but the smoothies. You know, I'm all about convenience. So the fact that you can get any of this done in under 10 minutes is like, yes. I know. There's a small part of me that's like, am I really paying for a service that just puts ingredients in a cup? But I mean, sometimes yes. the, <laughs> the convenience is just worth Look, it. need. Okay. <laughs> so go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code friendzone to get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code friendzone. For three free Daily Harvest Cups at daily-harvest.com. That's daily-harvest.com. Promo code FRIENDZONE. Hey. And now let's bring in the wing chimes. And the perfect, the perfect follow-up with embodying mm. the mm. life that you want mm. is a spray that my sister and I have created called Embodiment. Embody. <laughs> so our spray is finally here. I am so excited. You guys saw the box. Gorgeous. Yes. It is, gorgeous. The branding Details. is beautiful. We sat and designed everything together. It's a combination, if you really look at it, of my brand and her brand, um, even down to the meshing of our logos. Um, of course, like Haas mentioned in last week's episode, we sat and really 
talked through what we wanted the spray to feel like. Yes. And so we did a combination of herbs and botanicals and oils and flower essence that are very, it's so precise. Like mm-hmm. we went down, I would say the rooter to the tutor. We really <laughs> yeah, sat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we really sat and did our research and obviously has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to plant medicine. And it was more so us sitting and being like, what do you want people to feel like when they spray this? Mm -hmm. And it's a spray bottle that you spray on your aura. I shared that I spray it on my linens. I Mm -hmm. spray it around the room. But obviously, feel free to spray it how you see fit. And then the smaller bottle is for you to diffuse, which I think is really awesome because that's something that I've shared for years on this show. So to be able to provide you with a diffusing oil that also has incredible emotional benefits that mm. that my sister and I sat and created for you yes. is I can't even put into words what that feels like. Yes. I'm like really excited for you guys to receive it. Thank you guys so much. Those of you who have ordered it almost sold out already. I guess I shouldn't have been surprised. Dang. <laughs> Because y'all know how we do. We sell out Showing vacuums out. and hair stuff. So okay. imagine... Uh, Wait till that embodiment drop. <laughs> <laughs> being able to have this... You know what I really feel? It's like an offering mm. from me to my base. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing to be able to show my gratitude for supporting me for 10 years. I'm not surprised this is coming about in my 10th year. I, everything's full circle. I've had to grow into who I am now with a lot of it has been public. A lot of it has been developed through these projects that those of you listening have supported. So for me to provide an offering back, almost like this is what I've embodied and I, and I want to share show, it, share it yeah. and show permission that like it exists, it's available an offering to you guys just for the love that you've been willing to exchange with me. Just a beautiful feeling. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear the feedback. That's inspiring, friend. No, that was very (laughs) inspiring. I was like, you just, (laughs) my dream one day is to have my own like set of lighters and that'd be my offering. offering. Like, I think that's such a beautiful way. The fire to light within yourself. So it's like listening to you say that, I was like, oh my God. And that's what I mean about like my idea of success. Yes. It's like to create, it's to really keep this ecosystem in motion and to be able to provide offerings to the people that believe in me. I just think that that's beautiful. Like it that is. to me is what it what this is all about. But I wanted to share some of the ingredients because, like I said, it was very precise. So, have you heard of hyssop? Um, in the sixty six books known as the B I B L E. Yes, I have. <laughs> I kind of had a feeling that's a, that's the first one I picked. <laughs> so it's very hard to get your hands on it, as you can imagine. Hey, Got to jump real high. <laughs> And what I loved about this particular ingredient, which tends to be used in North Africa for like spiritual purification, Mm -hmm. um, like Dustin said, has been mentioned in the Bible several times, Mm -hmm. um, is that Ha's got her hands on it. And while she could have used it with her other resonance apothecary items, she was like, I'm going to save this for my collaboration with you. Wow. Which I thought was just like so sweet. I just love sweetness, sweetness for my fan base, sweetness with my friends, like sweet energy just I feel like that's my signature so I love that she 
save this. And when I smelled it, I was like, oh my God, I get it. And the fact that it does include the spiritual purification that I feel like a lot of us need yeah. when we're stepping into these new neural pathways, like we shared in the last week's episode, you want to embody this new life. How do you do it? And I'm hoping that these ingredients will help you do that. Yes. Um, that was one of Haz's picks. One of mine was geranium. Ooh. I love how geranium smells. There's yes. something have you ever smelled it? My um every summer, well every spring rather, my mom would plant geraniums in the front of our house. Come geraniums on. and patients. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> Do you see that synchronicity? Big, the big red geraniums, uh, pink ones sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. We use the rose geranium. Mm -hmm. It's my personal fave, so that was my contribution to mm -hmm. the mixture. Um, it's known to be a sedative, so it can help with like emotional stability. For me, funny enough, which is what my like Haz and I and all my practitioner friends, they always laugh because I did not grow up being a practitioner. Like that wasn't my calling. Right. But I Intuitively. have always been very intuitive with how <laughs> things make me feel. Yes. And so I might not have like the wording or the language. But or, damn it, you knew. But I would say because she even said to me, when you think of uh Scents that make you feel emotionally emotionally stable, like when you're kind of feeling out of whack, what are the scents that you tend to gravitate towards? <laughs> and so I told her geranium was that for me. It always has been. It makes me feel happy when I like clean with it. Mm. There's a, a feeling of like renewal that it brings to me. Um, you know, the Miss Myers products. I don't know yes, if you guys have yes, heard of those. Yes. <laughs> That's what I used to clean my house. They have a geranium scented uh, collection really? and I live for it. I also just, you, when I use vinegar to clean, like I use it to clean certain parts of my house. I always mix it with geranium yes. oil. So it's just that scent for me. So of course I had to add it because that's my energy signature. When I feel like I need to step into some more stability, we have, uh, cedarwood oil, which Ooh. I know has talked about this, actually, how oils can penetrate the blood brain barrier. And so cedarwood contains the highest amount of the ingredient needed to affect your limbic system of the brain. Mm. So this one hits fast. And so I'm really thankful that we created this mixture. Um, holy basil. Mm -hmm. I think she mentioned that last week. It's a plant she works with every day. It's Not one... the regular kind. <laughs> <laughs> it's her personal favorite. The way that geranium is for me, this one's her favorite because this is what she used to heal her nervous system mm. um, to really begin to embody the new life. She kind of had to heal her nervous system from her old one. And so this was the one that she picked. Thing about this oil mixture, or rather the spray mixture, is that there's like 15, 20 oils in this. Wow. We did not skimp. <laughs> we wanted to make sure that when you spray it, you feel it yes. more than anything. And so it's available uh, now. You can go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y, embodiment spray. It is case sensitive. So mm. make sure that you write it all in lower cases. Mm -hmm. um, right? I had to make sure I remember that. Embodiment, let's spell that out. E-M-B-O-D-I-M-E-N-T -E -E spray. Mm -hmm. B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash embodiment spray. Grab that. Thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you to Haas for partnering yes. with me on that. Work, Haas. When we talk about success and what my idea of success is to create beautiful things with beautiful people. <laughs> 
Case closed. Work. Case Congratulations, closed. To thank friend. you so Period. much. Thank you to those of you who have been sending me screenshots <laughs> of your receipts. I'm dead because there is less than 100 bottles. Left. I know. <laughs> Y'all are going to kill me. Friends on Hive. But may the odds ever be in your favor. Haz released it a week earlier than I'm releasing it because I want we wanted to make sure that her base yeah. <laughs> got to grab some because y'all know how y'all do. Um, but the funny thing is, I posted it on my IG stories and she was like, uh huh, I knew you <laughs> posted on the IG stories so y'all can get a little sneak peek. Um, and it's almost sold out already. So amazing. Congrats get, to y'all. Thank you. There's no greater feeling than creating something that is from the heart yeah and then also seeing it do well and for y'all to create it together as well like to collaborate the way that y'all we call ourselves the garden because we're like in our friendship is just always in perfect harmony or it's we always make sure it is like we cultivate it like a garden Mm. everything we everything we plant blooms Mm -hmm. just a great connection so i'm glad to be able to watch us manifest even more and more projects together. And this is obviously not the last. So beautiful, thank friend. you guys for supporting, whether it was the tour, whether it was the spray. And I love you so much. And please go get that bit.ly slash embodiment spray. It's bit.ly, bitch. I'm sorry. I couldn't <laughs> hold back. I couldn't hold back. Friend. I'm ending. sorry. <laughs> and now we move on to the music, man. What you got for us, Asante? Well... I was thinking maybe we could switch it up this week or maybe next week we can start switching it up and we can switch the segments around a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, this week I'll do the Music Man segment uh, unless you would like to do your segment Well, you first. know, I ain't never scared to no okay. fight, so what's up? So boom. So actually this week we'll start off with TV Land. Cut your TVs on. Let's get to it. Okay. Oh, so you the order? Gonna, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, Dustin, he always be like, I don't really want to do it. So like, he should go yeah, first Yeah, I'll be making time. my voice sound. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so hey you guys Cut your TV sets It's time to go to TV land We're going to talk about three shows this week Um, And let's just get to it The first show we're not really going to talk about Talk about, but it's something that we're going to start talking about Claws uh, Had its third season premiere this week Um, It's an hour long (laughs) drama On TNT Led by Niecy Nash Starring Karuchi Karuchi And a bunch of other girls And (laughs) Fran is making me laugh But We're gonna talk about Claws We're gonna talk about Claws I loved it I'm ready I'm I'm going to I'm so shocked I'm so happy I watched the first season (laughs) I fell off on season two So I'm gonna binge season two And then Not next week But the following week Because remember next week Who we got Shan Booty So next week after Sam Booty's visit, we're going to start talking about um, Claws. So everybody catch up on that when you get a chance. Even you, friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> the second show that we're going to talk about is on Bravo Television. It's called The Real Housewives of Potomac. About a little community um, out in the DMV area full of affluent blacks and some whites affluent. who uh, have decided to be featured on this uh, ensemble reality show um this week i want to talk about ashley's hypocrisy for those of you that follow the show you know who i'm talking about i don't really think it's worth it's they're on season four so for me to give you the context you know that will explain what i'm about to say it's just too much i'm not doing that so if you know you know and we're gonna talk about it i believe that (sighs) ashley darby is the biggest hypocrite in the smallest body that i've ever seen in my life and here's why uh she made such a big stink this episode right about uh, them accusing her of not being 
being serious about her quest to be pregnant because she had been drinking heavily and partying. Ashley is known as the fun girl on the show and also the messy girl on the show. And so although she did come out and say out of her own mouth that she was not going to be drinking as much because she really, really wanted to conceive. Um, and we also know that she did end up suffering a miscarriage. And now we know that she is currently very pregnant with her first child, mm-hmm. um, with her husband in question. So I'm very excited for her. But while they were filming, she was being a hypocrite because last season, and the reason I say that is because because this season she got so angry when they accused her of abusing alcohol or, 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 or using it recklessly, whatever you want to call it. It's basically they called her ass a drunk, right? And she got so pissed off. But last season, she was at the helm of the shit ship when they decided to accuse Monique Samuels, her castmate, another one of the actual housewives on the show, of having a drunk car crash because there was an accident that happened. Monique did say she had had like a glass of wine before she drove or whatever. She tore up her Bentley, whatever. Monique and her husband are black and loaded. They got that car fixed and kept on keeping on. Monique uh, ended up having another baby. She's pregnant on the season right now. So her life kind of moved on. And she never, she addressed Ashley for that, but she never really made as big of a deal of it as she should have because that's a hell of an accusation to make against someone. Mm -hmm. Almost criminal, you know? And so for her to get so bent out of shape this season about being accused of lying about wanting to be pregnant, you know, and and drinking her ass off, which we've seen her do on the show, mm-hmm. it just signals to me her being upset about a much bigger issue, which is her husband. Now, we all know that her husband, Michael Darby, is an old white man with varied interests. Mm-hmm. And I say varied interests because he is interested in very many things, very yeah. many types of things. Work out. Hey, he's been accused what? of... He was, hitting, he was hitting on one of the dudes at this party. He not oh. only was hitting on him. He was, Well, I wouldn't say he was hitting on him. I won't say that. He was having a they, conversation uh, with him. Striking vipers. I thought that's yeah. what the conversation sounded like to these ears. And so... Then later on, he said something nasty. Yeah. <laughs> and that the other housewives pretended they wanted to act like they just never heard because no one wants to say, we think your husband's gay. You know what I mean? Nobody Allegedly, wants to tell her that, so right? nobody gets sued on this Yeah, show. and that they think that he's gay. You know what I'm saying? But... You know, there's been mm. sightings of him having communication with some guys that, you know, doesn't look too heterosexual. <laughs> there's been all sorts of things. So that's what Ashley needs to worry about. Another person on this show that I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of is Candace Dillard. Candace, you're doing all the wrong things when it comes to your performance on this show. I hate the fact that you're making such a big deal out of these things and these issues that are so non-important and that make you look less than mature. Especially when it comes to your quote unquote clapbacks, which are so curated. Well, you, drink your beer then. The and ones on Twitter are the worst ones. Oh, I have not uh, seen and that. And the comments on Instagram, it's just so heavily curated. I guess that's the best way I can describe <laughs> it. That it takes away from, you know, you just don't believe it. So, um, I say all of those things to say that The Real Housewives of Potomac has been very, very exciting. And watch. You guys should watch so we can discuss yes. later. It's Moving over to VH1. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, we're on like episode 238 of this season, and I'm still waiting for the season to take off. Damn. I'm still waiting for I it to take watching. off. I got bored. The problem really? is that I did. And there's and such I know a, we watch faithfully. There's such a cast of characters there to keep us interested. They have Shekinah Joe. They have uh yes, you know, right. the, the veterans, and somehow Kirk and Rashida have positioned themselves as the anchor couple of the yeah. franchise who invite the rest of the cast on the trips, and that's cool because somebody got 
that is sink or swim. So, you know, for them to take the helm, I am a person who watches reality shows and, and roots for the season one cast to persevere all the way through the duration of the show. So the fact that Kirk and Rashida are season one vets and, you know, I I want them to continue. Mimi is a vet, but she literally has done absolutely nothing this season. Nothing. Why is she there? Um, And so I think that Love and Hip Hop Atlanta needs to be recast. They need to cut the fat and give us a... I just think that it's at this point in the franchise where they could literally pivot Fran the direction of the of the show and give us a deeper look into the lives of less people give us a deeper look into all of the season one vets who are there give us five people okay let them have a a, a peripheral cast and let us know the ins and outs of of their of their lives Erica Dixon is back on the show a season one vet as a friend she just gave birth to twin girls and there's a very um There's a very robust story behind that childbirth that took place that they haven't tapped into. And I understand that a lot of times there's legalities involved and people, you know, might say you can't talk about this or you can't mention that. But there's always a way around that to tell the story without telling it. And I wish they had taken it. I I, I just see it as such a missed opportunity. Mm. I would love to have a sit down with the producers, VH1, you guys can bring me in. Yeah, let's should. do like a focus group of some sort, you know, pay me for my time, but yeah, let's do should. like a focus group of some sort. And let's really talk about how we can shift this show into something that people won't get tired of, but will instead start to gain a respect for. Yeah. I feel like love and hip hop is so popular and it's also so profitable that they can now risk losing some of the the shock value and give us something that's rooted in really telling these people's stories. Especially Atlanta. So <laughs> so that's what I want. I want less laughs and more like, damn. Because when Love and Hip Hop goes there and it really like, when the music, you know when they start playing music with a lot of violin and stuff and they talk about serious shit, that's when it's like gripping and you can't stop, you can't take your eyes off the screen. The last show that I want to discuss comes on WeTV and it's called Braxton Family Values. And baby, oh, let me tell Lord. you, the season finale aired. <laughs> I'm a person who has, I have two sisters and one brother. Um, I'm no stranger to the inner workings of a, a multi-sibling family. Um, and seeing this play out by siblings who are now in their 40s, Tony's over 50, and seeing them still have unresolved issues, instead of it depressing me, it gives me hope that certain things can get fixed, you know, no matter when. There's always time to fix it. Um, And this... I, the season finale really made me look at Tracy a little bit differently, but I think her behavior, although it was really, first of all, let me say this, the season finale was hilarious. Everything that wasn't supposed to be funny literally had my stomach <laughs> cramping from oh, laughter. No. So it is absolutely hilarious. I hit Fury like, dog, must see TV. He sent me like a little video clip. He watched it. I'm telling you, like, so this is this is a great season finale, but Tracy Braxton was wilding out. When I tell you she had the horses in the back on this episode, oh I was God. like, Tracy. Which one is Tracy. The oldest one. Mm. The one that her ex passed? No, that's, no, that's Trina. Trina. Okay. Trina. Tracy is. Um, Trina's Trina hand. Yeah, she has oh. a, on sister circle. A, a grandchild and she. Um, 
Okay, I know what you, you know mean. She's yeah, the mean. She's also a person. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So I'm not going to say too much, but just know. And, and also, because I understand these type of sibling relationships, I'm definitely not going to pass judgment. But if you want to be entertained, if you want to laugh at somebody acting a fool, <laughs> if you want to laugh at just different things that Tracy was doing, like she was so mad at them. I'll say, I'll tell you guys this part. She was so mad at them and she was so out of control and just a loose cannon. And they're all accustomed to her like lashing out like that. So they like completely shut down when the conversation goes there. And Tony told her, Tracy, the way you acting, that's not going to get nobody to talk. And so Tracy sarcastically goes, oh, okay, yeah. Okay, well, let me say it like this. She started like whispering when I tell you. And she was so angry that she wasn't even trying to be funny. The way she was doing it, it just, watch the show, I'm telling you. <laughs> Life can be stressful. Between work, family, and everything in between, it's not always easy to find time for yourself. Thankfully, we have Talkspace, which is online therapy that makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. Simply provide your preferences and Talkspace will match with one of over 4,000 therapists the very next day. No more waiting for your next appointment to talk about what's on your mind. You can do it right then with Talkspace. You can send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time. And plus, one month of therapy on the Talkspace costs about the same amount as a single face to face session. I love the fact that we got to say one month of therapy on the talk space. <laughs> so you can join over more than one million who hang out and feel happier with talk space. I too, Rachel Doze all hands. That's actually what I went to talk space for because I felt bad about cracking jokes about Rachel Dozal's old chicken foot hand ass. However, <laughs> I love talk space and it really did bring some peace and balance and centering into my life. And I'm grateful for that. Talk space has over more than 4,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. I know 4K, friend, four bands. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can go to Talkspace.com and make sure to use the code ZONE to get your first week free and show your support for this here show. That's Z-O-N-E and Talkspace.com. And now we can go to the Music Man segment. Asante, it's on you. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with me, you guys. <laughs> oh, that was so genuine. Can I just give a closing uh, remarks for your segment? I mean, you might as well. I really <laughs> just love the fact that you're going to talk about Claws. I have and, to. And that you were talking about loving hip hop because on the season finale, I mean, on the premiere, when Karushi was like, everything happens for a reason, Dean. Jocelyn leaving loving hip hop. Like, yep. so that just took me. I thought was a moment for me. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. With that said, now we are into the Music Man segment. It is I, the Music Man, Asante. A lot of musical things have happened, but before we really get into the get into, I wanted to talk to you guys about a couple of little random things. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to start off with uh, Chris Brown. He has the song uh, with Drake, um, No Guidance. Uh, I don't want to, I just want to like talk about a couple of tracks and I'm going to just play all my song and we can keep moving. But uh, I really like the song and I hate to be an advocate for Chris Brown dropping, um, you know, a thousand records at once. But I actually am excited. And mm -hmm. not just simply from No Guidance, but I actually do like um, a lot of the music that Chris Brown has put out on his log project. I like went back the other day to revisit and say, do I remember any of these songs? And as I was playing like a bunch of them, I was like, damn, I do remember a lot of these songs because I remember him letting a lot of them ride for certain parts of the year, I guess, last year or well, the year before. Maybe not. It was just so damn long. But um, yeah, I'm excited that Chris Brown's doing that because he was quiet for so long. And we are in the era where a lot of people have been 
I guess, dropping random mixtapes back to back or whatever. So the fact that he's just going to give us one big body work and say, okay, here's a shit ton of music. And I guess, you know, work out with the summer to it or do what he's going to do. I'm just excited for it. I hate it. The song No Guidance? No, I love the song, but all the motherfucking songs oh, on that <laughs> album, like, I hate it. I yeah. feel like I'm ne- I still haven't finished. What was the last album that had uh, 525,600 songs? I didn't, I didn't get Heartbreak. to the three. I never finished it. But I heard it as far as streaming. Do you know anything about it? Like, the more songs you release, it's, like, better for oh, is you that as why an he, artist. They do that? Yeah, it's definitely, like, an algorithm oh, choice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so that's okay. why Yeah, I think it's more that than anything else. Good, because I hate it. <laughs> it's because it's there's so much music to get to already yeah. and then if everyone drops 30 40 song projects it's like i'm never gonna finish yeah and that's the thing i'm i'm hoping that this doesn't become like a thing that everybody does but i think i enjoy it from breezy because when it happened i remember everybody being upset that the project was like damn he dropped all these fucking songs but then i remember he like re-released it or some shit and then by that time and added a lot and added songs right <laughs> really? and then yes oh my lord that was <laughs> can i just tell you why the deluxe i on the deluxe can like i tell you jump. why i remember the deluxe <laughs> i remember the deluxe because it came out at the top of the year and i was annoyed because it was the year right before or i guess the year of lma popping and i was annoyed that he put her on the christmas song and i was like you're releasing this after christmas and oh, she's yeah. on the christmas song <laughs> i remember doing like what are you doing but uh, with that said i do remember going through and, and when i was listening to a lot of these songs i was like okay i do remember this one being like hot for a time in october and this one being hot for a time in November like so I think that it's dope when people can do that and people care that long because a lot of the time we listen to these projects like okay I only liked a couple of them but I'm not gonna listen to it ever again or some of them okay I love this project but I'm still not gonna talk about it ever again so I don't think we're really gonna talk about a lot of these songs ever again after they're released but I enjoy Breezy doing that because it's not like he's been doing a lot of uh drops as of late so it's kind of like well what have you been doing so you back look this is all the shit that I've been working on here y'all go because I think he actually kind of curates it a little bit as opposed to people that drop songs that are only like 12 or 14 tracks and they don't sound curated at all. So I think that's why I can kind of take it from Breezy. So shout I out to Breezy. <laughs> shout out to Breezy for that. Um, I like the track, No Guidance, but I really like the version that I heard with Tanache that she just dropped. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this will mean another uh, collaboration in the future, potentially. And I'm also hoping for more music from Tanache. So... That's what's going on in my musical world. <laughs> so now I would like to hear what you have been listening to, and then I will share with you my jam. So you first, Dustin. Ladies ooh, first. Ooh, I would be damned ooh, if I ever. How would you? How could you I ever, ever think that I would ever? Go ahead, friend. Listening to lately. Who am I listening to? Well, it was the Puerto Rican Day Parade this weekend. Hey. Show, baby. Did y'all go? Nope. Dustin, are you <laughs> the fact that he clapped automatically just took me out. Did you go? Yeesh. <laughs> I, I happened to be outside. Oh, you happened uptown to be when, outside. You know what I'm saying? I was walking and I just, like oh. I told you, shit just been falling in my lap. <laughs> Literally. What a beautiful parade it was, too. <laughs> And then Beautiful you know how on, they have the parade usually on Sunday, and then on Saturday, if you go to Spanish Harlem, mm. they have the like pre parade street fair, mm-hmm. which is like the best part. So, because of that, obviously, it got me into like, 
I was listening to Hector Lavoe. Oh, you're on your uh, IG story. Yes, he saw. So I was posting like all just the vibes that it kind of took me in. <laughs> There's a song called Toko Toko To that Dustin is referring to. Oh my God. Maybe I'll do like this or something. Like, that, like that gif. <laughs> By this <laughs> artist named Dixon Waz. <laughs> this is the jam, y'all. It Go is ahead, so friend. good. I'll play a little bit just so that y'all can hear what the vibe is. <laughs> So I was listening to a lot of Ozuna and Maluma and you know all the all the island folks. Um, You was lit over there. I'm I'm, I'm a fan. (laughs) I went on the the Viva Latino uh, playlist on Spotify. (laughs) I was like, you know what? Let me switch the vibe. So (laughs) that's the jam. (laughs) So that's what I was on. What about you, Dustin? Okay, uh, so you guys know that I like to give you a little historical fact. So 12 years ago this week. The song Umbrella by Rihanna featuring Jay-Z wow, hit number 12? one on the High 100. Holy shit. You have my heart. Everything yep. changed for her with Everything that. changed. So y'all started wearing bobs 12 years ago. <laughs> Word. You know what I'm saying? That bob changed. That black Brent's, when she, whoever Beijing her and cut that bob, they changed Rihanna's life. Woo! Good Girl Gone Bad was an album. Yes. That has, and Rih- Umbrella is one of them forever songs. And Rihanna is actually oh, lucky Ella. to have a couple of them. Ella. Yeah. Ella. Ella. And you remember uh, Essence Festival? Hey, when it was raining hey, out there? Hey. <laughs> like, do you know I still watch that rain. video and laugh sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> we were in a golf cart being taken, like in the back Best of the artist store, and it started raining on us. And Asante's like, it's pouring rain. <laughs> 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 the driver was like, what the fuck? Ooh, so that shout out to that one. classic. Yes. Um, as far as what I've been listening like to, you're so crazy. I've been listening to <laughs> <laughs> we gotta work with FIFA. Okay, so far as I've been listening to lately, uh, my homegirl Cash Dow dropped her first single off her upcoming project. It's called Kitten. Um, she actually has a feature from Lil Wayne on it, which is a huge moment for any new rap artist to have a legend like that on your shit. Um, it's a vibe record, so I'm just gonna play a little brief snippet of it. From the bag like that Dog ass nigga I only want the kitten I don't want to give him no love yeah, so that's, okay. <laughs> so that's a little bit of that. I hear that pivot. Yeah, it's that Cash Dow vibe. So shout out to Cash Dow and her team at Republic Records, who is doing great things for her. So proud of her. Um, she's really representing Detroit well, and she's doing a great job. So I love you, Cash Dow. Shout out to her. That's Can what I I'm just say to. I love how much Dustin loves Cash Dow? I love Cash Dow. Anytime y'all. she posts a project, you're like supporting it <laughs> online. I'm like, this is real. I love her, man. I love her. It's so sweet. That's all I can say I love cash dial so yeah all right well I've been listening to a lot of garbage lately I love them what's her name Shirley what's the garbage lady anyway I love garbage y'all like stupid girl 
You know what they say we need to do another uh, white radio episode. Oh, so, gladly. So we need to go ahead and make that happen at some I'm point. I'm super down. But uh, first of all, I've been listening to a lot of Rich the Kid, I guess, because, you know, I've just been really trying to like... I mean, Rich the Kid is just somebody that I've always loved, but... Uh, Jay Critch is an artist that signed his same label in Atlanta, but he's from Brooklyn. So I've been listening to a lot of him, too, just to kind of, you know, make sure I'm, like, down with the hood. That's like a, it's crazy because that's like a gospel artist name. Jay Critch? Mm-hmm. It does. Don't it? Yeah. Like, like yeah. Christian rap? Just Jay Critch. It sounds like a gospel artist <laughs> name. Like. Jay Critch. Oh, I, I could see that. I was going to say something. I'm glad I didn't say that. Um, Why so, you look like Lil Uzi? I don't know. I just been here just been like, you know. <laughs> Um, in T Way, <laughs> Uzi, Uzi Critch. I just got here three days ago. I, I mean, it just, yeah, it's like a- <laughs> just give him a popsicle. Give this man a popsicle. Um, I want to talk about Kiana Leday. I've talked about her before in the show. I love talking about her. She just dropped an EP. It's called Myself, R&B Soul. There are only six tracks. There are only six tracks. Chris. Chris Brown. Oh. <laughs> there are only... I was like, what? <laughs> Look, he's giving the memo. Some... And shout out to her for being on Hers Lights Out Festival. Oh, oh dope. Yeah. She's on the R&B festival that yes. her put together. I was like, oh, look at Kiana Leday. That's pretty cool. I wonder yeah. what she have called it that if she ain't wear sunglasses all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin Ross. So on the uh, EP, <laughs> it's called Myself. There are only two features. Really one, but two because, you know, it's still important. Um, Offset is the first one. And the second one is Jennifer Lewis. Wow. So, yeah, right? <laughs> but I like the Makes whole, me want to listen. <laughs> like, it's it's her talking at the end. It's like a little, you know, encouragement, something, some necessary medicine, That's you know cool. what I'm saying? But uh, I'm going to play a part of one of these songs. Oh, I think I'm going to play a part of the, the Jennifer Lewis song, actually. Uh, it's called Heavy. It's featuring Jennifer Lewis. And this is a snippet of My Girl. So excitement. Maybe one day I will gain composure. Maybe when I'm older. I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared Cause something feels like it's weighing me down It takes control, it turns my faith into doubt So that's Kiana Lede's Heavy um, She just actually stopped, uh, dropped a single from there called Can I? It's the first one, there's a visual to it but uh, the last track on the project is called X, which is a single she had previously released. So it's nothing like hearing that a little bit more. But I'm also going to play a snippet of the song uh, with Offset because it go off a little bit. So this is Bouncing. So she do a little bit of everything. That song's got white appeal. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. She do a little bit of everything. It should do well. So I always say, um, I, I like when the girls do a little bit of the pop too. Just deal with that sounds like because she's cute enough to really give you some R and B soul and still some pop on the side too. So I want to. What is what's happening? I'm sorry, but just right when you say a pop, I thought about something I saw on Twitter today. <laughs> Y'all, why asking yeah, the headline? Oh no, you know that pop girl? She like a teenager, and like all the little kids love her. JoJo, oh JoJo God. is her name. <laughs> You know who I'm talking about, friends? JoJo Siwa? Yes. yes. I saw... Oh, now, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But the headline literally just made me, like, bust out laughing. It was a pic. 
picture of her in like full JoJo regalia, right? <laughs> like like the, the sparkly shit and all that. And it said her makeup had got recalled from Claire because it has its best <laughs> 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 What? <laughs> I said, is this a fucking QTNA? What is this? Like, like it was unbelievable. So, you, you I'm sorry, right? I started about that when you said no, pop. The minute you said her name, I knew that she was on. You got to see the tweet, because when you funny? see the picture they picked. <laughs> The craziest part is when people talk about Jojo Siwa for the longest I thought it was a Nigerian Afrobeat artist. <laughs> so when someone sent me like, no friend, she's like on YouTube. <laughs> and it's not Jojo Siwa. Oh man, yes. <laughs> yes, friend. When I tell you I have been down. And that is it for the music man segment. Uh-huh. I you would end there. <laughs> Brand, oh, look at no. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the picture they picked. I'm telling you. Like, it took me out that shit the is game. Funny. That shit is. Oh, the nerve you to say full JoJo regalia. Um, also, to close out the Sorry, Music Man friend. segment. <laughs> no, it's funny. If you haven't had a chance, please check out If I Were a Rapper. Uh, these fools have been on there, both of them. Friend, I had to call you a fool, but you know you and XD was acting a little crazy when y'all was on there. It was such but, a uh, fun episode. Yeah, I, I love bringing my friends on and talking about music. Um, I love talking about music on here with you guys, but it's just an extended version for me to be more a little bit more foolish. So I appreciate you guys <laughs> for coming on and supporting me in that endeavor. Of course. And I appreciate everyone that's listened so far. And if you checked out the podcast, be sure to also check out the playlist. It's called Bitch Just Listen, Volume 1. It's out now. I made a link tree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Hey Asante. Or you can just look on my social media and you can get in contact with me. And that's it for me as well. So anything else you guys want to add before we go? I just want to give a quick shout out to our group, our crew. Um, you guys have blown my Instagram up. Thank you for so much oh love for trying God, to show me. Yeah. They still <laughs> going. They still going. <laughs> still going. <laughs> oh shit! So fuck with that Twitter next. But I love y'all. <laughs> I love y'all. Anyway, y'all are the best. Thank you so much. Okay, so that's it for your. T- All right, because yep. it's on you this week. You know, normally I'm the one who intro exactly. the shit, but so- it's on you. All right, <laughs> so now we're gonna move into. Our segment called This is a Story. Asante's doing that this week, too. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so she Belinda opens the door. <laughs> kicks off her heels. Damn, I can't wait to take this bra. It's the first thing she says before she catches a glimpse of her face. No, I'm And then she <laughs> talked in the dirt like Iyanla had the motherfuckers doing on her show. Remember she put that nigga in the backyard and was like, yes. say it. Put it in earth. And then she covered it with dirt. I'm like, in theory, this is great. I don't know if I would have put my mouth on the ground. Like, <laughs> Okay, we just playing. Dustin's doing this is a story. Come on. Dustin, yeah, okay. Here him. we go. <clears throat> this is a story, episode 19. We're back again this week. I know that we had a guest last week. So to bring you up to speed, we're at the hospital. Mia's in the hospital. Tony was outside and someone had attacked him. That was where we left off. Now we're picking up with episode 19, which is also the legal drinking age in Canada. Here I sat in the backseat of an Uber, wondering if my life would be forever changed once I arrived at my destination. I had no idea what I would be walking into, and I had no idea how different my world was going to be. At this point, all I could do was ride and pray. My cell phone was in my hand, but in my head, I was holding on to hope. I could not believe that the hospital called and told me that my, my, my wife wasn't breathing. My wife. Yes, Mia was still my wife. 
It's amazing how feelings can change in the blink of an eye. Just hours prior, I was firmly convinced that I was completely done with her. Done with everything I felt for her. Done with trying to protect her. Done with trying to reason with her. Just done. Because of her actions. Because of her detachment. Because of the dirt that she'd done. I felt that I'd been forced to forget her. Forgetting her was more than just a shift in mindset. It was a shift in my heart. Mia was my definition of love. I felt love when I thought of her. I felt love when I looked at her. I even felt love at the peak of my anger with her. I was angry with her because I loved her. From the moment we agreed to love each other forever, we built our life together around that love. It was the motivating factor in every aspect of our existence together. Our home was love. Our bed was love. Our meals were love. We planned and strategized and worked hard to build things together. And then we created the most perfect representation of that love when we welcomed our baby girl. Sade was made from the love that me and I had for each other. You could literally see it when you looked into our baby's eyes. And yet, here I was, in a car, on my way to go find out if Mia was going to live or die. The finite nature of that realization made me gasp audibly, so loudly that the driver even asked, was I all right? My thoughts and my feelings were manifesting in the responses from my physical body, and the closer we got to the hospital, the worse that became. I began to sweat. My hands started itching so badly that all I could do was wring them over and over. I was scared, I was nervous, and I was trying my best to just to be able to breathe and see clearly. I instructed the driver to let me out about two blocks away from the hospital. I just needed to walk, and I needed to try my best to calm myself before I opened the doors to the rest of my life and walked into that emergency room. As I began to walk, I took deep breaths, and I tried my best to focus on centering myself. I walked towards the hospital entrance, and suddenly, all of my efforts to get calm were in vain. I saw something that was more than a trigger. It was the reason for all of this chaos and change. I saw him. I saw me as lover. I saw my old friend. I thought about everything that he had done. I thought about the role that he had played in the destruction of my happiness. And I saw my baby girl's eyes in my head. All I saw was red. All I could say was his name, Tony, as I balled up my fist. He looked up, and that eye was the first thing I punched. See you guys next week. <clears throat> we really love y'all, and uh, we hope you don't get nothing on you. Have safe sex tonight on the way home. Uh, make sure you tip your bartenders on the way out. And uh, <laughs> oh thank God. you for coming by the friend zone. As always, we love you so much. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Bye. MAC Powder Kiss Lipstick is matte reinvented. The new matte formula is where matte meets moisture, giving you the zero shine look of a matte lipstick with instant long-term hydration and a weightless cushiony texture. The velvety soft matte colors glide on effortlessly with a wide range of shades that are sure to complement any skin tone. So head to your nearest MAC location to meet your MAC today or shop at MACCosmetics.com.
The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.